Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Let's Unpack That. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jake LaFleur. And I'm Mitchell Rail, and today we're going to be talking to Davis Burleson. He is a TikToker and influencer, and so much more than that. We just had the opportunity to talk to him, and he is an incredible guy. We got to talk about, you know, his life and rise on TikTok, as well as life in New York, and what makes Davis who he is. He is. So, here you guys go. Enjoy. Enjoy. This podcast is produced by Visionary Studios. Hi, Davis. Welcome to Let's Unpack That. Welcome. Hi, Davis. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so yeah, excited to be here. Oh God, thank, thank you, you for joining. Thank you yeah. for taking the time and being here. Literally. Yeah. I'm Mitchell. We've talked a little bit before. And then this is my friend, Jake. Hi, I'm Jake. It's nice <laughs> to officially meet you and everything, too. I know. Nice to meet you via Zoom. I love it. <laughs> yeah, right? Best no, we I, can do. I feel like I've been like seeing your content for like a minute now. Like I remember all the way back. like Because you you started TikTok, right? Like around quarantine, right? Yeah, I started like right when quarantine started. Okay, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I remember I remember seeing your TikToks doing the Jeffree Star impressions. It was like summer, I feel like. And I was like at yeah. home depressed, sad with my family because my mom was high risk. And so I wasn't really doing, you know, a ton of things. Yeah. So I was just scrolling away on TikTok and there was Davis being Jeffree Star. And it, it was everything and more and I sent Jacob the other day to like show him and it remains top tier comedy like your comedy oh. iconic it's everything <laughs> Bro, thank you so much yeah. You, oh yeah one of the most iconic things ever <laughs> <laughs> oh it's hysterical I'm like I've been such a fan of your work for forever you shut up my for your page literally since like quarantine and everything too so this is really cool to actually sit down and have a conversation and get to know the actual Davis too yeah. so I'm really excited for it oh, but I've been a big fan thank for forever, you so it's good to finally <laughs> meet you yeah yeah when you initially started TikTok I remember seeing in other interviews that you've done I was like researching you know I'm a PR major so I have to do my research <laughs> I love it um but I remember like seeing in other interviews you've done that you kind of started TikTok because you were in quarantine had nothing else to do and like saw other people popping off and so you wanted wanted to like be famous, you know, have your moment, right? And so I guess when you, you know, were deciding what you were going to do, what made you like pick Jeffree Star to do an impression of? Well, when I first started, I would, I wanted, I was doing anything I could just to get attention. So it honestly took me five or six months to even figure out the Jeffree Star thing. So I was doing content for, uh, I started in March and then I didn't blow up up with the Jeffree Star stuff until August. So it had taken a while. I was kind of figuring out what I wanted to do. I was doing lots of comedy, anything I could just to get attention. And then the Jeffree Star thing I posted and it happened to blow up. And then I just took that and ran with it for (laughs) several months. (laughs) Yeah, I remember like seeing like part one and then like part 10 and like it just, it was just. And then all of a sudden I had a wig and a tracksuit and I was. (laughs) It was perfect. You pivoted in the perfect perfect direction for it he too, slowly literally. became jeffrey like he stole I jeffrey's brand from gradual process to change too yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love that okay so even follow up to that then too so since that time and i think going on in his time has progressed too what keeps you inspired and what's your why it's like why you do what you do i've always been so curious about that i just love to spread positive energy and positive light towards people i've really started to kind of change my content as time has gone on as i've grown myself as i've I feel like when I first started, I played a lot of characters. It's kind of what I did on my account is I would play, pretend to be Jeffree Star. I would do a lot of acting. I did a lot of impersonations and POVs. And I did that because I was kind of, I was pretty insecure and didn't really want to show like my personal self or show the true me. Um, And as time went on, as I became more confident and more comfortable on camera, um, I was like, why don't I just show, show my life and my personal opinion and my voice and speak on my behalf? 
So that's what I started to do and that's what I continue to do. I love it now because I used to be so scared to post a video of me talking as myself or mm -hmm. showing, getting my opinion on something. Now I will literally pull up my camera and say whatever I want and I feel so comfortable doing it. I love that. When do you think that moment kind of hit for you to like where you reach that level of like being comfortable to do that, would you say? Like can you pinpoint it to like a specific time at all or has it just been a natural progression? I would say definitely this summer, like probably like June of 2021. It's like really when I started to, that's like the first time I even started posting Instagram stories because I was so scared before. Mm -hmm. So I'd say this summer. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the perfect time to do it then too. And you've, I think, grown so much, I think after that too, yes? Yeah. When you started, you were living in Texas, you were at home and then you moved to New York. What would you say like that transition was like for you? Like, and was there any surprises that came immediately when living in the city? There were so many surprises. When I first got here, I was so ready to kind of forget about Texas and start this new life and this new chapter. And I feel like I forgot about my past way too soon and kind of really went in full throttle. And so having said that, I felt like whenever for the first couple months I was there, I got really, really upset. I was really sad. I hated living there. I moved to New York during the peak of COVID. So there was really nothing to do. And so I ended up actually moving home after just three months of being there. And I filed a transfer to go back to school in Texas. I was done with New York and I moved home no November of 2020. And then I got the offer to do What's Poppin', my interview show that I do. And so then all of a sudden, I randomly moved back to New York in January and started the show. And it was probably the best decision I've made in my life ever. Were you just living in Texas and someone like emailed you and was like, hey, Davis, like we want you to do this show. Like, what was that process like? So I basically got a DM and they said that they had this really fun idea for me and they wanted to have a meeting with me. And I got on a call. It was like five straight men. I got on the phone with them. They just really liked me and they had the idea for me to host this kind of game show vibe in New York. And I was like, I'm totally down. I love talking to people. Um, let's do it. I came, moved back to New York and we started filming. And um, I didn't really love the game show format. We were doing like Truth or Dare and we were doing um, Never Have I Ever, stuff like that. And I was like, let's just ask people random questions and just see what, how it goes. And then, so I started doing that. And that's when it became really, really good. <laughs> what would you say too, throughout that development of going from that game show format to where it's at now, what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced in kind of getting it to that point or even throughout that process too of moving back to New York and doing all of those things? Yeah, um, whenever, I, whenever I came back and I started filming the show, at that time I was still, I, if I'm being honest, I was probably, I was very, very insecure. Mm -hmm. I was still trying to figure out who I was. And also whenever I had first started, no one knew who I was. So every person I would speak to wouldn't speak to me. So that was a definitely very difficult thing to deal with. It was probably like 5% of the people would speak to me. And I've also initially started in Soho. Um, since then I've now moved to Washington Square Park where people talk to me there now. Yeah, no, it was, it was very difficult because no one knew who I was. They're like, who is this kid? Why does he want to speak to me? Mm -hmm. And also we were all wearing masks, so it was kind of difficult. No, I feel like you've literally become like the king of Washington Square Park. Like, I feel like it's like your brand and like, you're like, no, like, I, I yeah. swear when we like started talking about doing this, I went on TikTok and suddenly I was on a set of TikTok that was just people making TikToks yes, about you. Yes, there's been a whole What's Washington Square Park TikTok um, thing about me. Everyone's talking about like me waiting for the Washington Square Park kid to come up to me. Um, I've seen so many of those and like, Everyone calls me like, I'm a character in Washington Square Park. I'm one of the characters. There's like the homeless guy that lives that's on the side. And there's the person that dances. And then there's me who shows up <laughs> once a week to film. Um, and it's really, really fun. And like whenever I walk in there, like 
I just, I'm, I'm prepared. I have to prepare myself when I walk You're literally the like park. the president of it. Like, you're the president of the park. Like, they should put, like, a statue of you. I feel like they need to, like, New I feel York... like that's, like, the next stop. Yeah, they need to, like, have some sort of, like, formal acknowledgement. This this is Davis Park. Like, it's not... You should make yes, it a 2022 yes. goal. 2020, you make it all Washington Square Park. Yes, yes. it's going to be Burleson Square Park, yes. I'm expecting that. Like, a year from now, when I'm, like, hearing and reading articles, like, I want that to be the end result. So I'm so excited. Okay. I'll tell my publicist. We'll work on yeah, it. Yeah, perfect. We'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Wait, so you you were kind of talking about how like you know you've become well known for this what was the first time you can remember that you were recognized by somebody first time i was recognized i was in a la cologne and this was actually before i started what's poppin this was on my own like when i had my own personal account mm-hmm. and i was just ordering coffee i was with a friend and uh i ordered and i was waiting for it and this girl like came up to me and, like was freaking out she almost started crying <laughs> and like she loves my jeffree star impersonations and we asked for a photo she asked for a photo i took a photo with her mm-hmm. my friend was like what the hell the barista was like what the hell here's your drink who are you <laughs> uh-huh. um and i was also like what the hell so that was the first time um and it kind of didn't happen for a while after that and then once i started what's poppin it just started to happen a lot, lot more. <laughs> that's such a sweet first interaction to have, though. And even, like, the way that you tell it, like, you light up when you talk about that. I think that's so cool. It's, like, a cool memory. Yes, it was It was really, like, a, a crazy out-of-body experience, like, when that first time happened. Because it's something that I'd always dreamed of, like, and I kind of, like, you know, like, manifested. Like, you dream of this kind of stuff, but it never seems like it would actually ever come true. So the fact that it did was a really, really cool moment. I mean, I guess also when you moved from Texas to New York and then fully moved there when What's Poppin' started, what was kind of your experience entering in and being exposed to the gay community there? I guess, what was that experience like? Uh, Well, I came out of the closet when I, uh, the first day that school got canceled because of COVID. So like they announced that we were no longer going back to school as my senior year and I came out that day. Um, and I was like literally the only gay person in my high school. I'm like, li- I, like you mentioned, I'm from Texas. So like, mm-hmm. it's not really a thing there that people talk <laughs> about. So when I first moved here, I was like ready. I downloaded Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, everything you can name it. I even tried to get on Raya, but they denied my application, unfortunately. Rude. Um, but, uh, I, so I really got into that and I was really swiping and matching with people, but I noticed I was like really nervous and scared because I didn't, I had never experienced anything like this before. So I kind of just put it away for a a minute. I didn't download, I didn't go on Tinder anymore. I wasn't interested in anything. And then this summer was when I really started to like delve into the gay community and start to actually have gay friends and go out with people and really go on dates with people. And I started going out to like gay clubs a little bit and like having a great time. This previous summer was when I really delved myself into it. If you had to explain, I guess, like the culture of what it's like in New York then too, how would you describe gay culture there compared to, I think obviously back home in Texas or even just things that you've learned then too? Everyone is different and everyone is so supportive. You never meet a stranger. So like everyone is so friendly and nice. And um, I would say everyone knows everyone. So like any gay you find on Instagram, you definitely have mutuals with them. Any gay guy you've hooked up with, they've definitely hooked up with somebody that you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like mm-hmm. everyone knows everyone. It's very small. <laughs> Get Even that, though yeah. New York is so big, like everyone knows everyone. So well, and that's I think one of the biggest things too. It's like it's smaller than you really think. I think when you're looking on the outside in, but when you're finding like actively involved in it, you're like, wow, like it is so much smaller than you really can think. <laughs> Yeah, like I have like a love triangle situation that I that went on a couple like a month ago. Oh, I was like, I used to date you, and you used to hook up with the guy that I'm dating now, and then you are best friends with the guy that I used to date. Like it was a whole thing. It's a whole, yeah. (laughs) How did you navigate all of that? Yeah. (laughs) 
I mean, I was kind of the center of it, so like everyone else had kind of. I so don't you, know, so you were you were like the star. Situation. You were you were in the spotlight uh, of of the love triangle. I like, was the spotlight. <laughs> I, that's, that's how it should be, honestly. Period. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But I don't really know how I managed it. I kind of got myself out of the situation. It was definitely awkward because you know my the boy the guy that I was dating used to date the guy that I used to uh, that I was talking to at the time. It's a whole comp. It's as you can tell, I'm very. It's very complicated. But yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of going back on how you said everything is really interconnected I feel like even with social media now like you can go like Jake lives in WeHo now so I went to visit him this fall and I went there and met one of his like his best friend Clay Cox I like asked for his Instagram then like, we had like literally like 10 mutuals and it was, like, I think I follow Clay, Clock, Clay, Clay Cox I'm being honest <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised but again interconnected and I feel like that's even the thing too like rather than just being it so separate like in New York or like in Wisconsin or LA it is like an entire like country. Like you will have mutuals with somebody from the West Coast on the East Coast or in the middle. Like it's so interconnected now, and I think it has so much to do because of social media too. What was your, like your experience when you first went out to the gay bars in New York? I mean, a few weeks ago, Jake had never been to the gay bars in Milwaukee before. Yeah, my first uh- time ever going out to one was when I moved to LA. So yeah, very different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he he had been going to the same like not fun straight bar here where they just sit there and Never do nothing. Again. Never. And I was no, like, Jake, we yeah, cannot no, be I doing this. Like we have to anymore. go. Once Never. I witnessed the gay club and bar scene, I'm uh-huh. like, no more. I can't go to. The like I'm good. Anymore. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to dance? Like, don't you want to be dancing exactly. and like having fun? Like, I do not want to just sit at a table. Well, the music is so much yeah. better too. Look, like, I want to actually be having a vibe. Like, come on here. Like, come on. Uh, but no, my first time at a gay club was on Pride, like the Pride Festival in New York. I got invited to go uh, to this club and I went and like it was full on like culture shock for me because, you know, I'm from Texas. I've never seen like 20 shirtless men just dancing with full on abs like and all half of them are making out with each other. I was like, what is going on here? Like, I'm so uncomfortable. But, um, you know, I had a great time. Like I, I danced the night away. It was really, really fun. And I actually met this guy that I dated for a while there that night. So, um, you know, <laughs> it was a good time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can definitely though. How would you, I guess, speak to that like discomfort level too? going into that, like being like your first kind of experience with it? Because that resonates a lot with me too, because I had no idea what to expect. And you're so used to, I think, obviously I can't speak to like Texas culture, but being from Wisconsin, like it's so different than you're plopped into like everything right away like it's a lot to jump into so what was it kind of like for you to go from like i guess taxes to now experiencing that fully like how did you feel and how would you if you had to give a piece of advice to someone now navigating that like what would you kind of tell them to it was definitely very surprising and a little scary when i first had gotten there like when i first arrived but like as I, as the night went on and as time has gone on, or now it's a totally different story. But like, I, it felt very like freeing, and like I felt like wow, like I never thought that I would end up in a place like this. This is only something I've ever even like imagined about, or this doesn't really feel real. It felt kind of out of body a little bit because you only see this kind of things in like movies. I feel like, and the piece of advice I would give to somebody is take it at your own pace. And um, if, if it's, and, and I know a lot of people, a lot of my gay friends, like they hate going to gay clubs because it's like too much for them. So if it's not for you, it's not for you. you. You might just not be a party person. So I feel like sometimes people feel a little forced to like um, dive themselves into the gay clubbing scene or, you know, um, so, like having to do that. Like when in reality, you don't have to. That's just uh, that's just one section of being in the com- in the LGBTQ plus community. So yeah. that's my advice. 
Yeah. Do you have a preferred so like dating app that you like to use? Definitely Hinge. Oh, I um, agree. Yeah. Because I feel like you can find out the most about someone. You can find out their height, which is very important. Tinder doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I really, really like it because they force you to do responses. So you have to show off a little bit of your personality besides just a photo. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've gotten the best results from Hinge. What's so your, I love it. What's your preferred prompt to use? I, I think on mine, I have like, what do you order for the table? And I said another round, which is... Honestly, I don't really love it anymore because everyone <laughs> kind of does that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have, believe it or not, I had tea with Lady Gaga because I know that gets the gays like going. They love Crazy. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then I said, should pineapple belong on pizza? Which, what is Those your response to that? Yes or no? Uh, no. Okay, good. Okay, okay good. glad we're okay, I was like, taste. we might end this right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, let me just end this like, call right it. now. <laughs> it's a very important question. Yeah. Or, like, what's your preference for dating apps? I feel like it's hard in Milwaukee because there's not a huge population of gays. And so oftentimes mm-hmm. on Hinge, you get, like, connected with people that are in Chicago, which are, like, an hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. So, like, if that were to be anything serious at that point, it's, like, a pretty much long-distance relationship. Distance. Like, yeah. right. And I don't really want that. So, I know back. You were saying on Hinge you can see people's heights. Well, how tall are you? And are you a pro, short kings or no i'm 5'11 so i am mm-hmm. pro tall kings i love <laughs> a guy that's taller than me mm-hmm. um but like i'm not i'm not opposed to like an inch shorter <laughs> but like if they're like a lot shorter than me then i i probably wouldn't do it it's like no nah. it's your non-negotiable and we stick to those <laughs> yes yes <laughs> but like also for me like when someone's super super tall like i went on a date with someone who's 6'9 and we're actually interviewing him on another episode he was like a foot i'm 5'10 so he was like pretty much a foot taller than me and i literally felt like i was like an oompa loompa like and i was like what yeah, is I like that though right like make me feel small <laughs> i guess i am small take care of me <laughs> i need help in this world no literally i'm like give it i need it like guide me like take me to dinner like pay for it like wine and dine me yeah yes I, it's so hard to find a man who will actually want to wine and dine you because i feel like so yeah. many men they just want like that one thing you know they just mm-hmm. want you for your body a lot of the time sadly you know Ugh. what are your red flags davis Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) One of my red flags, I mean, honestly, this is just only pretty much has applied to me. And like, I just really don't like it. A lot of times people like feel like they know me because they follow my TikTok and they Mm -hmm. are really obsessed with my TikTok. And I've noticed it's been like a kind of an issue with my with my dating and and my dating people. So that's definitely my red flag if they follow my TikTok, which Mm -hmm. is not a deal breaker. But like if they're really invested in my TikTok, I try I tend to stay away from it. If you ever go to someone's apartment too, if they have a bed frame and a headboard or if they don't have if they don't have that, are we staying or are we leaving? I can stay. I can you're we're in college. It's good. You can deal with it. Okay, fair, fair. (laughs) I guess another question I have is like as you've like been getting bigger, have you noticed people, especially like guys treating you differently at all? Has there been anything weird around that or no definitely a lot more dms from guys (laughs) and i would say like whenever like i go out like to like a gay club or something it's definitely a lot more attention when i go there like because a lot of my demographic in new york is gay so um like a lot of them will come up to me and stuff so it's really really fun um but a lot of times it's interesting like sometimes people will come up to me and like ask for a photo or they'll say that they love my tiktok and i'm so flattered and then like I noticed that they're like trying to hit on me and I'm like, oh wait, no, I didn't know we were doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been interesting. Like yeah. I have to like really read the room sometimes because I can get a little too comfortable and be like, oh my gosh, I love you too. Like, and be all, all nice. But I'm like, oh wait, he's flirting with me. So I have to like remind myself sometimes. Good mindset to have though too. And I guess even to circle back to like what you were saying before about them like not really knowing who you are. Who is Davis? What makes you you? Like beyond like the TikTok, like yeah. who are you? Like what do you love? Like what are you passionate about? Davis is very kind 
kind mm -hmm. person and really loves like the little joys in life and little small things in life. And like, I always say like, if I could have the best day on earth, like my day would just be waking up early, working out, getting coffee, getting a great lunch and hanging out with my friends. Like I am like very, people think I'm very like bougie and like I'm very extra. Like I'm very like a simple person. Mm -hmm. I, I'm very happy doing like the simplest things. That's kind of who I am. And um, that's what makes me happy. And um, yeah. Well, it's important to value the simple things, though, too, I think, especially in the past year and a half, too, with just COVID and everything. Like, I don't know, take every day, like, and I'll find value in the little things every single day, too. Tying back, I think, to your experience moving from Texas to New York. I know we touched on this, like, a little bit earlier before, too, but what were some of the biggest culture shocks to you in that transition? Or what struggles did you have moving, just in general, from, like, one place to a whole other side of the country, too? Whenever I first moved here, I went to Parsons. School of Design. So that school is a very um, fashion art school. And I didn't have a roommate because of COVID. So I was living alone and we couldn't really hang out with anybody in the dorms or whatever. But the Parsons is very artsy. Like they're very artsy, artsy people. And like, I love them for that. And I thought that was me. I thought I was a part of that crowd. And I just have found out that that's just not me. I'm not, I'm not an artsy kid. So I kind of forced myself into that and forced myself to be friends with, with those people because I thought that that was my crowd. There were so many things when I first moved here that I thought that I wanted and thought that I needed. Like, um, I thought I needed to, needed to dress a certain way and I needed to um, act this way and act all cool and not be myself. And like, I kind of felt like I had lost like my Southern charm and, you know, I was very becoming a different person than that I was raised to be. Mm -hmm. And so over time, whenever I had moved back to New York my second time, I was like, wait, okay, I don't want to be friends with these people. They don't bring me joy. So I ended up being friends with all NYU kids <laughs> instead. Yeah. I like dressing preppy, so I started dressing preppy. Mm -hmm. And I started really bringing back who I was and becoming who I was. So I felt like when I first moved here, I really lost myself. And I feel like I finally found him again. Mm -hmm. But like those were my struggles when I first moved here, as well as the city's just very, very overwhelming. Yeah. There's lots going on, especially the difference between Texas and here. Like you never get a moment of silence here ever. And there's so much FOMO that goes on here since there's always something to do. You always feel like the urge to be doing something like you always you can sometimes feel bad if you're not doing anything. Yeah. So boredom is definitely not a word in my vocabulary here <laughs> ever. So um, that was definitely the biggest change mm -hmm. for me. Do you have any like favorite experiences or stories that you think about over this past year and a half? I was walking to one of my friends like little pregame things one night. And uh, I got stopped on the street by this guy who was like very, very attractive. And he said that he loved my TikTok. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And he's like, would you want to have dinner with me oh. right now? And I- Tell me go, you went. Sure. So I called my friend. I'm like, would you kill me if I like canceled? And mm -hmm. she was like, oh my gosh, no, go. Like you have to. Mm -hmm. So I did. And I had dinner with him. It was actually really good. I really liked him. He paid for my dinner. It was actually love a really, that. really good time. So then he like followed up like a week later, invited me to go to the MoMA with him. So I oh went to God. the MoMA with him. Was How like was that? Time. Okay, so we went on a second date with him too. Okay, we <laughs> like that. I did go on a second date with him. Mm -hmm. And the whole time I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is crazy. This is like out of a movie. It felt like a movie. Yes. Yeah. He like paid for my MoMA ticket. Oh and my then gosh. I went on a third date with him. We went to Central Park. Oh, we walked cute. through the park. We went to Joe and the Juice. Mm -hmm. And after the third date, like, there was no action. He never kissed me. Like, there was no, like, anything. So I texted him after and I was like, dude, like, what's up? Like, I really like you. You're really confusing me or something like that. I said something along those lines. And then he told me that uh, he wasn't gay and he was just wanted to be friends with me. <laughs> and he said, like, I hope we can continue to be friends. 
Have you Wait, seen- let's unpack that. <laughs> let's unpack yeah. that. Like, oh my gosh, how did you react yeah, after was, that? What? Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, okay, dude, whatever. And then I never spoke to him again. <laughs> Good for you, literally. Oh my god. Yeah. He totally blurred the lines between like wanting to be a friend versus like a potential like romantic interest. Yeah. I'm like, read the room. Oh I feel like God. even if you were friends, like, wouldn't you like, split it if you were friends? Like, Yeah, I know. I think my, my friends, we've all come to the conclusion that we think that he's like confused. He's confused okay, and fair. he wanted to try it out. I don't know. It was a very interesting experience. Okay. Yeah, but now that I think about it back, like the guy like pretty much only talked about himself and his job. So like it wasn't a vibe. See, that's, <laughs> has there been any like actually like genuinely really good dates that you've gone on like that didn't end in tragedy like this? Yeah, I mean, I dated somebody for like three and a half months this past summer. Really, really good. Like he was so amazing to me. He like would always take me on these nice dates and pay for my dinner, which was so nice and like not necessary, but, and he was so sweet to me. And it was like really, really a good thing. And it was very much of a learning experience because I've never been in a relationship with anyone before. So um, I learned so much about, you know, dating somebody. I ended up not working out, but um, you know, he's a great guy. I see him still all the time. I mean, New York is small. Like, we go to the same club all the time. So I see him mm-hmm. and we say hi, but oh, uh, I love yeah. That. yeah. I would say even to like entering and experiencing a first relationship too, what were some of the most difficult things to like navigate and even like learn for yourself too along that way? Definitely um, like communication was definitely probably an issue. I'm also an Aries. So like I'm the kind of person that's like, I'll text you all the time and then I won't respond to you for a week. Like that's just me. Felt bad. Um, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> he wasn't like that with me. Um, so like I wouldn't respond to him and he would get a little frustrated, but I didn't mean it negatively. It's just that I was just not thinking about him in the moment. So that was kind of some issues that we had and some issues that I had learned about myself. Like I need to be more communicative with people that I'm speaking to. That was probably one major thing that I learned. I think it's so important though. It's like you live, you learn, and you take things from like previous relationships mm-hmm. so you can apply them to the future too. So, yeah, as well yeah. as I also learned, oh, it's before your bros, I guess it's that uh-huh. what <laughs> yeah. I feel like um, whenever I like look back now and I'm like, wow, I really did abandon my friends for like a long time. Cause I'd be like, oh, I'm hanging out with him. I'm hanging out with him. I'm going out with him tonight. And I would go out with him all the time and I would just ditch my friends. And like looking back after we had like ended things, I was like, wow, I haven't seen you guys in like a month, like I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know what I was doing. So if I get into another relationship, I'll definitely keep that in mind and you know. Truly, the girlies always come first, you know? know. Oh, they do, they, they, they do. need to, as they should. I mean, we love the girlies. They keep you grounded. They keep they you really grounded. Do. And always yes. have a fun time too, we love it. Someone's going to New York, someone listening is planning a trip. What would you recommend they do if they had like a short amount of time there? Definitely go to American Bar. It's like my favorite restaurant ever. It's so New York and such a vibe. And definitely go to Washington Square Park. Maybe see me. (laughs) (laughs) um, I would say anything downtown. Go to Soho, go shopping. Mm -hmm. Try to live like a local if you can. Let's just stay away from Midtown. It's really not worth it. Thinking into the future then too. What are some goals that you have for what's popping and even yourself too to really build upon, I think, the platform that you already have? Yeah, one of my major goals is I just really want to do television one day. So, you know, having my own TV show or being on a TV show, whether it's what's popping or something else, that's what I really, really want to do. That's like my end goal, my lifelong dream. That's what I really want to do. So hoping for that. What's popping isn't even a year old. So um, we have a lot more time to go. So I'm excited to see how it progresses. I really want to start doing segments and maybe changing some things up because, and yeah, that's kind of what I want to do. That's exciting. Manifest that though then too. You have to. I actually recently wrote like my short term, like long-term manifestation list. And like I wrote down like be on TV, be verified, like stuff like that. 
and I'm going to check them off whenever they come true, if they do. But are you a big, like, checklist person, too? You love to check them oh, off? Oh, I am such a checklist yes. person. Like, do you have it right now? I have a checklist right here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's such a satisfying thing, though. It's like, check, done. Amazing. Well, pretty much, I guess, if anybody's in Washington Square Park, Davis Meet and Greet will be there. So yeah. he'll be there. Be with my little signs, supporting <laughs> you all the way along the I way will too. be there. I'm there every Sunday. <laughs> every Sunday. <laughs> oh, say, because I guess one final question I have for you, then, too. What does that weekly schedule, then, look like for you, then, too? Or, like, what is, like, a day in your life preparing everything then to look like every week is totally different i i film for what's popping every sunday and tuesday so sunday is like my regular content that i film so like my regular fun funny videos and then tuesday is when i film all my branded content so like all of my brand deals that i do for what's popping and then i'm also do the hosting for the cash app tiktok because cash app is my sponsor so i do cash app content for them that's kind of like my schedule for what's popping but yeah i know every day is totally different <laughs> that's the beauty in it though too you never know what's gonna happen next I love that. Yes, I know. It's so much fun. I'm like, next week is like really, like I don't have anything on my schedule. And then, you know, I wake up Monday morning and I have a full schedule. So Mm -hmm. it's... That's so fun though. Like I love love, having a career that's like so unexpected and like fast paced. Cause like right. I, could, I love it. I'm learning that I'm thriving off of that because I have no idea what's coming. And literally, it just keeps keeps me going. Yeah. Like having a desk job doing the same thing every day. Like I could not. Like no. not for me. Yeah, no, never could I. I. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Well, Davis, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It was great talking to you. Yeah, it was so and, nice to officially meet you and have a conversation with you too. So I appreciate it. I know. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah, and, and what's your socials for everybody to check you out if they don't follow you already? My Instagram and TikTok are at Davis Burleson. D a v i s b u R-L-E-S-O-N, and my show is at What's Poppin' Show. Awesome. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Davis. Have a great rest of your night. Thank you. Thank you so Bye. much. Bye. Thank you. Bye.